this is how fucked TikTok is in a weird way. Your average TikTok video is like 30 seconds, right? Very, very short form yeah. by design. It's less than that usually. But yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, it depends. But they have expanded it to like two minutes, I think is now the limit or something like that. If you're like a verified whatever. The same way YouTube did back in the day. Yeah. Um, because they're also short, their algorithm learning doesn't have a lot of information to work with, right? Because it's like, because with YouTube, you can go like exactly what point in your video did people fall off or when did they click on X, Y, and Z? Like, yeah, your analytics. Are, yeah, yeah. you get 30 seconds, right? You can't do much. So I was just fucking scrolling through. And my my page at this point is actually pretty good. It's a decent a mix of like, here's some game stuff, and here's some music stuff, and here's a guy making a cupboard, right? It's the stuff I'm into, right? I saw something and flicked off it and then went, hang on, I, I should actually look at that and flicked back, which I think is a big tick box on their algorithm to like, you're probably interested in this thing. If and you flicked, went back, yeah. Yeah, and I flicked back and was like, oh, cool, this guy's got like... um like custom lightsaber parts, like machined metal lightsaber parts. Right. And I was looking at it, I was mm. like, oh, cool. Let's, I wonder, they must be for like the ones you can get in Disney or maybe they're for like Masterwork lightsabers. And so he was unboxing them all and looking at them. I was like, oh, this is really, really cool. And then like the last 10 seconds or something of the video, he um, pulls out, are there actually bits for a vape? And Oh, okay. Uh, but by this point, as far as the algorithm's concerned, I've gone back onto this video and watched ninety percent of it. So that for the yeah, rest so of the you're, day, you're way into custom vapes. Now. So the rest of my videos for that day was just like, "Hey, do you like vapes? How about this fucker?" Yeah. And you're like, "No, I don't. I I really don't." There's no button to say like, "No, no, I made a mistake." Ladies and gentlemen of the internet, this is the Game of the Start podcast for the 13th of December 2022. My name's Calm. My name's Ewan. And we're still... Uh, still uh, the Game Awards did right. a number on my brain where... I, we're already in this period where there's a lot of games to play mm-hmm. and like figure out and stuff like that. And then they're just like... Hey guys, have you ever heard of the months of uh, March and June? <laughs> yeah, right? They they don't exist anymore for you people that want to play video games because it's just all video games come out in these two months. Yeah, and that's it. Like, that's it. That's, that's it. all that's, you get. Yep. It's going to be June specifically seems like a nightmare for June you, is for an you specifically. Nightmare. I think. Yeah. So June June there is a six week period in between like June the start the start of June and July that is like hit after hit after hit and like some of them it's like two on the same day and. Yeah, because it's like Diablo and Final Fantasy and what else is June? Oh, there's something else as well. Um, I will pull it up, but yeah. Um, uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is August. Oh, right. I keep forgetting about Baldur's Gate 3, that it's a thing. The, the Destiny expansion is February. Like, there's so much next year, it's yeah, unbelievable. It's, it's weird, you go on the, the Wikipedia list for June has so Street Fighter 6... Diablo, oh, Street Fighter 6, fucking hell, yeah. That's Diablo the... 4, Final Fantasy 16, and Robocop Rogue City. I'm sure there's something else in there what? that I've forgotten, but yeah. Yeah, so um, it's, it's, it's Street Fighter 6, then a week later it's Diablo, then two weeks later it's Final Fantasy 6. Yeah, it's a it's a hell of a thing. And then February is the other one that looks 
ridiculous. Yeah, February, I think, is the other. Because February is Dolores Mars, if you care. Yep. Atomic Heart. Legacy, if you care. Atomic Heart. Uh, uh, Company Heroes. Lightfall. Oh, Lightfall. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Darkest Dungeon 2. I forgot that was a thing. Huh. But um, it's, it's early access, right? So it's. Oh, they're doing early I access. Guess. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um. All right. Um. Let's just. Do you want to just do the game awards now? Because it was it was the most I'd recent sure thing. Well, yeah. Um. A lot of stuff. Um. Actually, like shockingly, came out like um. The award show itself, like, was what it was, and I'm continually surprised by, like. It's a word show, so they have presenters up there doing skits and stuff like that, and it was like none of it really lands for me particularly. I, I did the one I did appreciate was um, Daniel Craig announcing his uh, the Glass Onion skin for Among Us. Somehow that was yeah, charming the, enough where that worked, but that might uh, just be because he's Daniel Craig. I don't know. Raymond Blanc skin. Yeah, for... it's great. God, it's so good. You um, saw that movie, right? Yeah, it's fucking excellent. Uh, you should watch okay, it. Good. Christmas Eve. I, I mean, it comes, well, out, so. it comes out Christmas Eve. Yeah. yeah. The... Um. But yeah, so there was, but then, so the, all these people up doing skits, and then because it's Jeff Keighley, Animal from the Muppets was there, and he just stole the fucking show as far as I'm concerned. Like him just, like Jeff just asking him what his favourite game was, and him lusting over Millennia was just so funny. And I just, he really likes Millennia. He really yeah. likes Millennia. Um, but in terms of announcements, um, so there's it's a couple of, couple of things from the pre-show that were good. They got another trailer for Post Trauma, which is a game I've talked about here in a bunch, which is like the most silent hell game out there but looks actually really good um viewfinder which is that game with the you're taking photos and you can put the photos in the world that game's been on tech uh tiktok that game's been on twitter for like seven years whatever it is and it looks like it's finally yeah really getting there um atomic heart which is the game we talked about which is like what if bioshock but russian russian bioshock yeah. um which fit which we said was march march no march yes march um march. What else was there? A uh, bunch of Among Us stuff. Another trailer for Replaced. That game. That yeah, it of, continues to look fantastic. God, yeah. that thing is just incredible. And like, sh- there's a there's a, a cinematography aspect to it that I didn't anticipate either, which is like it just lo- it's shot really well as well as it's looking cool. Um, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, I, hope, show- I hope it's like I hope there's a game there. Like, I hope oh, me too. Yeah, yeah, that would yeah. be great. But yeah, um, and then we got into the real stuff or the the, the main show anyway. Um, how did Street Fighter Six look to you? Fucking great! Like that game continues to look super cool. It's got such a good style. Um, yeah, we were talking about this at the time, but it's like tonally, it's very different from what they've done before, right? Yeah, so they're they're they they seem to be kind of like leaning into how dumb everything is, which is good. But then you've got. Just, just the style, the weird, like, sort of, like, ink splash stuff. It kind of looks like Street Fighter 4, but they've just taken all the black ink and just replaced it with, like, multicolor stuff. And it's got, like, it's a, a vaguely, cartoony. like, a vaguely graffiti aspect to it as well. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's really cool. And, like, they've got all the, sadly, like, the entire roster leaked. So everybody kind of knew the characters. Yeah, but yeah. it's, like, it's good, it's good to see them in action. In action. Yep. Um, I was sitting watching the Game Awards with a bunch of my friends who are all Guilty Gear players. Um, yeah. And, there, it's, it's like the person like they went to go and to see in Dundee and like one of our friends yeah, and, yeah. Me and like all these people that are playing Guilty Gear and one of them is a a grappler player so mm-hmm. he likes the the big dudes that like do the big like wrestling moves and stuff yep. like that and he hadn't seen it and like Zangief's in that game but he's not been shown yet but they showed the the big lady 
Marissa. Like, big strongly. I can't Marissa, I think is her yeah. name. I think she's from Italy. Yeah, yeah. Um and he instantly just was like, Oh <laughs> Yeah, there we go. That's, that's 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 the one. That's my character. Like, yep. Yeah, go. that's her character. She's got she's got a counter command throw. It's unbelievable. Like she does a she does like a pose and if you hit her, she throws you. It's insane. But Excellent. yeah. Um yeah, it looks super cool. Like that game looks really interesting. Yeah. I've signed up to the the second open beta, which I think is like next weekend. So I might oh, get cool. in, might not. We'll see. But Sweet. Um, um, yeah, game looks great. And then Can't literally wait for that to be the start of the June explosion, that right? Going to happen, Jesus. But, yeah. Um, and then immediately after that, like, kind of just stole the fucking show uh, for a while, where they announced Hades too as a thing yeah. that exists. <laughs> Like this unbelievable, and it was the like great fuck it. It's 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 rare in these things you get a roller coaster that just continually goes up. Where Jeff's like, and it's a new game from Supergiant, and you're like, oh fuck yeah, okay, great, show me what it yeah, is. Yeah, so they, they were like, yeah, it's like new new game from this pl- prolific studio, and you're mm. like, okay, cool. And then Supergiant comes up, and you're like, well, we're obviously excited that we think yeah. Supergiant releases a game, exactly. Uh, and then we we spent ages looking at it, being like, "This is is this new? This kind of looks like Hades." And then yeah. it obviously looked a lot like Hades. We're like, "Oh, maybe it's DLC or something yeah. like that." Yeah, I was like, like it's, it's story DLC, sequel. straight like, up sequel." Um, it like, is. It's not not that game must have made them so much money because it it's not it's not just like the a new super giant game which is big at the best of times. Yeah. It's only released like one game every five years. Yeah, but it's like the first ever direct sequel they've ever done. Yeah. Exactly, they've so never done a sequel before. It must have been their most it's successful. Easily, thing. Like, rightfully so, it's the best oh, game yeah, they've yeah. ever made. But like, it's it's easily the biggest thing they've ever done. Like, there's without yeah. question. Um, and like, it's on every platform at this point. And like, yeah, yeah. it's it's just done so well. And it just it resonated with so many people that I think maybe missed out on their previous stuff. And I've definitely seen a lot of people go like, who's whose first experience with Supergiant was Hades, and then they go like, oh, what what's the rest of their stuff like? And you point them at yeah. Like and it's kind of difficult, right? Because you point them at the previous two games, which are Pyre and Transistor, and you're like, these are very different games, but they've yeah, got the so same the kind one, of feel. I always, if anybody ever asks, if like, because I've had it before, because people play Hades and they're like, have these guys made anything else? And you're like, yeah, there's yes. three other games that they've made. I never point anybody at Pyre. Yeah. Pyre is there purely if you are deep in the the super giant hole. Yeah, and you yep. click you'll understand what they're trying to do with Pyre, but you For shouldn't sure. play Pyre first. Yeah. I, I I always say go back and play Bastion. Because I think Bastion yep. really holds up and is still really good. Yep, Bastion's good. Has like a really emotional ending and like all that stuff. So I think yep. it will still work. But. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, I mean, just to, to get that, the reach of that game's weird, right? Where like the day after the, the game awards, I had the, my work Christmas party and I was talking to, to the guys that were there. Um, and we were joking about the fact because both of them have just had kids. And like, obviously, yeah. their, their games stuff is not there. And they were saying like, "Oh yeah, I'm exhausted because I'm until three AM with the kids." And I was like, "Well, I was up at three AM doing video game shit, watching the Game Awards." Yeah. And they were like, "Oh fuck, was there anything cool?" And I said, "Oh well, they announced Hades two, and both of them at the same time went, fuck yeah, Hades two, yeah. Hades is fucking great." Um. So yeah, that game's hit. So yeah, it's it's Zagreus's sister, Melin Melino yep. Melino Melina. Melina is that how you pronounce it? It's, it's M- M- no, it's Maloney or something. M e l i n o e. Melin, Melina. I'm gonna look this up. Yeah, no, because the E's the E's got an accent above it, so it's it's. Oh, does it? Different. Okay, not in this, not yeah. in this article. When you okay. look at when you look at it in the the game, it's got. Uh, uh, yeah, um, but yeah, new story, new weapons, new villains, all that kind of like, stuff. It's just, it's just, it is the perfect thing to get excited about, right? Maloney, yeah, it's Maloney. There you go. Uh, it's the perfect thing to get excited about because all it is, it's more Hades, which is great, which yep. means it's more 
of that gameplay which is fantastic yep. of that writing which was fantastic of that art which was fantastic and more of that soundtrack which was fantastic yep. so and it seems like they're doing the because in the trailer they do the this the the sting right like they do the mm. Hades thing so yep. they're keeping the theme but then moving it on so it's yeah yeah it's gonna be oh it's gonna be good it's I gonna be good wait. um oh yeah. wait there's a how to pronounce article on her name hang on okay cool um also like just continuing to to produce like exceptionally thirsty characters as they did last time like just like Okay, we're all wrong. It's Melanoi. Melanoi. That makes more sense. Melanoi. Okay, sure. I can see that. Um, then Judas, which is the new game from Ken Levine, um, yep. which looks very, very Bioshocky, but not. Uh, yeah. But with a different style. The the dude that made the Bioshock made another Bioshock. Made another Bioshock. Yeah. Yep. Um, you should go look at that trailer. I can't really describe it. Just go look at that trailer, and you'll see exactly what we mean. Um, in our Lightfall trailer, I hope that game's good. I really hope that game's good. Yeah, I, I, I am so, I've been so out of Destiny for so like I logged in yesterday because I was gonna go do the dungeon, but then mm. it all fell through. But like I logged in and it gives you like the opening trailer of the season and stuff like that, and I did the first the seasonal thing, and I was like, man, the the actual the story of this season like might be kind of interesting because it's like Rasputin and Rasputin is one of the more interesting things and. Oh, like maybe I'll go back to it and stuff, and then it eventually hit a point in the story where it was like, you need to be this light level, and I was like, oh, that means I now need to go and do strikes and play gambit and play PvP and stuff like that, and like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't need to worry about that right now. Exactly. Um, because if I because if I just wait until Lightfall comes out, I get light level boosted anyway, so there's no point in me That's doing true. this. Yeah. Like, it's... it is the continual problem, right? Where as soon as they announce the next thing, you're like, well, you do the math in your head, and you're like, well, what's the point of me doing any of the stuff right now? But it'll be way easier in like two months' time. Like, yeah, exactly. why bother? Like, I can just it, it, it's 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 literally if you slip on the treadmill at any point in the seasonal stuff, yeah, you're so far behind the second that you come back to it. There's no point. So, yeah. um. Yeah, it's just like I, I'll just wait and I'll yeah. do Lightfall, and hopefully I've been keeping up with the story. Like I know what's going on and stuff like that, but it's it's I just don't play it. Yeah, because yeah. who fucking cares? End of February. That's what it is. Um, End of February. Yeah. Speaking of, um, just while we're here, uh, I recommend people go watch the latest um, folding ideas video about Warcraft, World of Warcraft. Yeah. It yeah. explains a lot of it. Managed to put into words a lot of my problems with games like Destiny, where it's like optimization and, and incentives and all this kind of stuff it's, well again no i again i i get your point but it's it, is he you really don't get it until you've been a part of world of warcraft world oh, totally. of warcraft yeah, is yeah. like a whole it's whole different beast it's of, a different if beast you think, yeah. if you think if you look at destiny and you think people talking about optimization and stuff in that game yeah is bad world of warcraft is oh i it's a whole different beast yeah for sure worst. yeah yeah i understand that but like the, the core concept comes through a oh, little yeah, bit. That's the yeah. Same. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's the same for any like yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. just that's just part that's of the genre. Saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um there's another trailer for Suicide Squad, but I think the thing for that is that that's Kevin Conroy's last um yes. role as Batman um the the VO for the animated series that passed away not too long yeah. ago. Um very very sad, very sad. Very sad. Um, yeah, that guy is the voice of Batman. Exactly. Exactly. Um but yeah, so he's he's he is voicing Batman in, in that Suicide Squad game as his last role. Um the 
thing that leaked immediately um jedi survivor new trailer for yeah the announcement of that um and cameron monaghan comes out with a lightsaber and goes yeah this thing's fucking cool um, yeah. You were pretty high Comes on that game. Lightsaber doesn't doesn't look like he knows what the fuck he's doing with it. Like he didn't even give him any training. He just sort of swung around. But um, um, you were pretty high on that last game. So yeah, this the, looks... the original Jedi game was really cool, and this is more, hopefully, like slightly better and stuff like that. But yeah, it's I was really impressed by that trailer. I thought it was super interesting. Yep, the fact that they gave him they gave him not only the the dual wield lightsaber, which is really cool, but they gave him the dumb Kylo Ren lightsaber with the cross guard. Yeah. Like, doesn't need to exist for any reason, but they gave him that and then it puts him when he uses it, he does it in like heavy stance, which doesn't like, make any sense either. Exactly. But, like, that lightsaber's going to weigh exactly the same as other lightsabers. Yeah. Like, there's no reason for him to be in a heavy stance, but thematically, well, it's, it's, it's in a video about, game, yeah, that makes the sense. Heavy stance of the lightsaber combat wasn't about like you're dealing with it because it's a heavier weapon, it's about like slowing down so that you can like get round people or like yeah. phase them out basically yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah i don't understand why that means that you equate lightsaber with cross guard with heavy stance it doesn't make any sense but eh. yeah because it looks like a claymore right that's the thing because yeah, it, it looks, looks like, like a big, big sword. sword that's the answer yeah, yeah that's the exactly. yeah um new game from the developers of celeste in 2024 which again i'm glad it exists i'm not gonna play it um June Awakening, which is definitely the thing that I think I, th- I can't remember if they ever explicitly said this the last time, but there was a lot of like, oh, this looks like an MMO. Hundred percent, that thing is a survival MMO done by Funcom. Yep. So yeah, you know, it's Conan, nice. it's Conan Exiles, but in the June universe, probably yes. it's just. Um, and then I don't think anyone really expected this at this point, but Death Stranding Two. Good. Well, sorry. Okay, working title DS Two. DS2, yeah. In in the same world with Norman Reedus and the the actress that plays Mama. Um sorry, that plays Fragile, I think. Is was that Fragile? fragile? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's um, fragile. Yeah. And there was an R baby and it yeah, I I really don't know how I feel about this. Like, again, very short amount of time for Kojima specifically to make a sequel, right? Yeah. Like yeah. it's a weird thing to like follow directly on from. But like that game is huge for a lot of people, and I understand I it. I don't get it. Do you? I don't. No, sorry. I understand like, why he makes it. I don't understand why that game okay, is as popular sure, yeah. as it is. In yeah, terms of no like, in terms of like fucking batshit ideas for a video game, like that is very much up there. But also, like, I didn't think the story was interesting enough where I need more of it. Yeah, and also like, and I thought the gameplay fucking sucked. So that yeah, was, and yeah, I had was... big elements of it were not fun. And it's yeah, I just I anyway, they're making another one. It's got all the all the, all your all the all the favorites are back. Everyone's yeah. here. Um and it's called DS2 right now, which I assume what is was gonna the, be Death Stranding. The the, I I also like the fucking the the best thing of they spend the entirety of uh Dark Death Stranding being like, we need to bring America back together for the sake of everybody, it's gonna be the best. And then one of the first things you see in the DS Trua trailer is like, ah, but should we have really Yeah, so like, it was like If so- you spend if you spend that game going back across America undoing everything you did in Death Stranding One, that is gonna be so fucking funny. I did I did um, quite like because they were very explicit about it, where like, yeah, that first game is about and like 
one of the themes of that game, if you talk to Kojima, is like, oh, it's about connection and str- it's a strand game, right? It's Remember a strand that shit? Game, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's about connecting people across and reconnecting everyone across North America and all that kind of stuff. And then, like, the second like text hit in that trailer is like, we connected everyone, but should we have? And I'm like, should we have done that? Yeah. Should we have done this? I'm like, yeah, fucking great. Yeah, you've realized. Fuck you, Kojima. Congratula- yeah. Congratulations, you developed the internet again and then realized it was a yeah. big fucking mistake. Great. Still a mistake. Yeah. yeah. Um, we made the joke, at, me and my friends made the joke at the time that it's going to be the first unstranding game. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be De-stra- the. <laughs> yes, um, destranding. The, the destranding. Because they, they, they fucking. They also did it. The, the trailer had a huge thing that looked like the head of Metal Gear Rex. And yeah, I was like. Right. As someone was pointing at it, the, the one person in chat that's not played Metal Gear was pointing at it being like, is that Metal Gear? And we're like, I mean, kind of. I it did, looks I've, like it. And it's a I've, big robot. But I swear I thought it was going to be a Metal Gear. And I just thought everything I, was going to come it, together. And I, it, it, be it like, looked like it. Like, I, in the water, I was like, that looks like Arsenal Gear. And it stood up and I was like, that's the head of Metal Gear Rex. Like, it's the same thing. But it's got drawbridges written on the side of it, and you're like, yeah. yeah. I'm hoping there's more. I mean, of course there is. Do you there's... get it? They've yeah, built, right. They've made another company with the name Bridges in it because the guy's last name is Bridges. Except, except this type of bridge can disconnect and reconnect at will. Yeah. See, it can, it can it's open like and close oh, and, yeah. It's so smart. He's like next level. It really what? is. Fuck you, Hideo Kojima. Please make other video games. I still like you. I just want you to make something that's not Death Stranding. Yeah. I mean that that was actually the disappointment for me. Like the disappointment is not Death Stranding two. Like that, sure, fine. But like the the, yeah. the the problem for me was that there was no mention of no um, overdose yeah. or any of yes. any yeah. of the other things that have been rumored. Because there was a thing, there was a leak like a week and a half ago, um, of a bunch of like logos like done like in a very Kojima esque style. There were like logos for companies, and you look kind of go, oh, oh sure. is this must be for this new game? And one of them was that drawbridge logo. The- was it not the like who, what, where, why thing? Was that no? Not... That was that was different. Well, I mean, the, okay. yes, that what that is attached to this game, and I thought it was something else. But specifically, those logos were like, oh, this is something new. I've never seen this before. Maybe this is part. Of... No, they're just part of, sure. part of this thing. They're just part of um, this. <laughs> also, octopus babies. Because why not? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, the fuck! I will say though, the they they kind of won me back again at the very end. Where they show off that villain, or who I assume is the villain of the game, and it's just this guy again. Yeah, I don't know. Is it? Is it supposed to be? Yes. Is it the same? The guy, the guy, the guy singing in the trailer is Troy Baker, and it says Troy Baker on the screen. Oh, I missed that. Okay, but like, dude has like red mask and a fake electric guitar, and it's just like, what the? What is? What the fuck? Great, excellent. Yeah, totally great. Do that. Um, Tekken Eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Shit okay. Looks fucking sick. I love Tekken so much. <laughs> Moving on. I can't play it. I've tried to play Tekken so many times. I can't do it. But I fucking love watching Tekken, and that is that looks so. That looks great. Yep. It's. I had so someone in my chat was like, "Does Tekken not have the most ridiculous story ever?" And I was yeah. like, "Yes, because it, it is." Once again, it is Jin and Kazuya fighting over their own genes again. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Tekken seems like one of those games that are rare where they can do the same story every time, but see, people still eat it up. Where it's like, oh, they're fighting yeah. again? Cool. Well, because it's fucking crazy, right? Yeah, like, yeah, the, yeah. the context is still the same, but the way that they do it is just more and more mental. Yeah, like, totally. that's the. Yeah. Um, Baldur's Gate 3 got a gameplay yeah. trailer. It looked. I, maybe this is just my lack of 
of knowledge, but it had a very Dragon Age feel to it. But I suppose it's kind of different, difficult to kind of separate those two things when it, you have like a 3D it, RPG of that style. It definitely looks like a Larian game. Yeah. Like, looking at that thing, it looks like really, really high-spec divinity. But I get where you're coming from. Yeah, like, yeah. I understand. But it, is, it was definitely a game made by Larian. Like, you can tell just looking at it. Is. Yes. Um... But it fucking it finally has a release date. Like that's the thing yep. that I I've held out for so long on their fucking uh, early access thing because I was like I can't I can't play a game called Baldur's Three Baldur's Gate Three in like bits and pieces. I can't do it. You want that I whole story want, there? Yeah, for sure. I want the game and I want it to be there and I want to play it all. Yep. And they're like, "Yep, it's out in August." So that's August. fantastic. And Minsk is there, which yep. is weird. If you know, I had to explain this to people again in my friend group as well. If you know the story of Minsk, it's weird. If you've but, read the um, novels, then I've comics. read the comic books. Sorry. Actually, yeah, sorry, yeah. Then, but like, it makes sense. But like, the, the his introduction of him like crawling out of a mimic is perfect for that character. Very it's funny. Exactly what you want. Yeah, um, very good. Yeah, it's great. That that it's super cool. I'm glad he gets to come back, um, despite the fact that it's been like. I was going to say, despite the fact that it's been like a hundred years, but it makes sense for the story because he's only really been alive for like 30 of it. So yeah. It's, right. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, Diablo 4, like a game that I don't particularly care about, but I do appreciate the theatrics that Blizzard can do in a cutscene like that cutscene that they showed or the, the trailer like pre-render thing was spectacular. Like just scale yeah, and detail still, that you only still get know how to make a good trailer yeah. for sure i, I mean I, I don't particularly care about diablo 4 um I, the, the, all the previews make it sound really good apparently so i'm excited yeah totally um fire emblem engage i is yeah. that a, that's a tactics game right i don't remember no idea okay. uh, not, play the, not play the fire emblem game in a while so can't remember sure don't know no it looks more like it it doesn't look like a tactics game is it one of the Moshu or whatever that Misu games? Genre is I, called? Maybe. Misu, that is the one. I don't know. There's a lot of... It's unclear from this trailer what this game is, which means it served I its purpose as a trailer. Yeah. Um, DLC for Horizon Forbidden West, Burning Shores, um, big stompy robot crashes through the Hollywood sign. Cool. Excellent. I'll play more yep. of that game. Yeah. April. Yeah. Um, do... Um, most confusing trailer of the night for me was the one that suddenly turned into Transformers game, like in the last three seconds. Yeah, that like, was weird. Yeah, Transformers reactivate one to four player online action game, but it did look a lot like a Titanfall game when I first saw it. I was like, "Oh fuck, really?" It's, no, it's a Transformers game. No, it's Transformers. Um, they showed a clip of the Super I Mario. That, that's how fucking. That's how fucking uh, not deluded I am about Titanfall. Is that I saw that trailer and immediately was just like, didn't even think of Titanfall because I knew they were never going to make another one. Oh yeah, so yeah. Like, we're still clinging to thinking hope. About it, but, looking yeah. back on it, I was like, oh yeah, that totally could have been a Titanfall trailer. That makes sense. Yep. But nah, didn't even cross my mind. Um, a clip from the Super Mario Brothers movie, which I'm still annoyed at because I'm going to have to see it, even though I consider it. I don't think it's going to be very good, but. I'm gonna have to see it. Um, Remnant from the Ashes two. So I know like four people yep. that are interested in that. Um, yep. Behemoth, which is a, like a high grade, uh, like a high budget VR game that looks kind of like a pseudo Shadow of the Colossus, where you're climbing giant creatures and stuff like that. Um, sure. Um, 
Banisher's Ghosts of New Eden, terrible title, but it's the new game, it's the new Don't Nod game, which looks like they're going mm. for like a third person action RPG style thing, um, which I don't know, Don't Nods are not to me known for their gameplay, they are known for their narrative, so who the fuck knows? Yes. We'll see. Yeah. Um, Space Marine 2, I'm actually weirdly excited about this because like, there aren't a lot of games where they do... Tyranid fights because obviously it's difficult. Oh, you're fighting Tyranids, yeah. Because yeah, you're yeah. doing Tyranids because you've got because there's so many because the whole point of the Tyranids is there's fucking hundreds of them, right? So yeah, you yeah. you need tech to be able to generate hundreds of Tyranids, and it looks like they're doing it here. Um, Meet your maker, which continues to be a fucking insane, bizarre thing, which is a new game from the Dead by Daylight Behavior. guys. Yeah, Behavior. That's what it is. Um, Crash Team Rumble. Sure. Yeah. Lords of the Fallen, which is the sequel to Lord of the The fuck was that first game called? Yeah, Lord, Lords of the Fallen, yeah. Yes, and it's the sequel to Lord of the Fallen, which was the yes. Dark Souls-like The first thing. game, yeah. Um, Crime Boss Rocky City, the weirdest trailer I think I've ever seen, which is just like... I don't even remember what that trailer was. That's the one that's <laughs> like, oh, here's, here's like all of these celebrities that are in this game, and it's like... Um, oh, that thing got with Chuck Norris and stuff in it. Chuck yeah, Norris yeah. and uh, like set in nineties Florida. It's like Michael Madsen, like a young Michael Madsen and Kim ba- uh, Bassinger and all this kind of stuff. It's just like yeah, fucking machetes in it, and you're just like, what the fuck? Vanilla Ice is in that game. Like no, mis- no, Danny uh, sorry, Danny Trejo. Is in it. I forgot his name. <laughs> I forgot. Okay. Sorry, the wrong name. Um, yeah, but I, I've no idea what that game is. But like a first person crime game. It looks like maybe who the fuck knows. I'm sure who knows. Um, the the Call of Duty raid is getting a raid mode, which is the first thing that's maybe interested in Call of Duty again in a while. Um, wow. but they're doing, but it seems to be part of the. It's not part of Warzone. It's part of the main game, so you don't just get up to play it. So you'd have to probably buy it. I I I want to see what that team can do with raid mechanics. In a first person shooter that's as sure, fast yeah. as that is. Um like it might scratch that like um fucking division itch that I've been missing for a while. Like if it's like a fat more fast paced raid like that, yeah, sure. Um trailer for the Cyberpunk expansion is coming next year, yeah. um, which has Elgiselba in it, who looks great, as always. Yep. Um yep. 20% of my Twitter feed exploded when they announced the Armor Core 6, which... Yeah, it's so fucking wild, man. It's like, so weird. That, it's so weird. That ga- I get it. Like I, That that game is a FromSoft game, so people yep. are excited. I understand that. It's not a Dark Souls game. It's yeah. fucking Armored Core. Like, so, Armored Core is so different. So this like, is the thing, right, where there's the rumor for a long, long time has been... And I don't actually know how... I don't know whether it's just like a wish that people have or whether it was substantiated by anything but the rumour was for a while that FromSource were doing a Dark Souls game but mechs mech souls yes, was the thing the that kept Dark coming Souls up game, yeah. right so this giant mech appears and the FromSoft logo comes up and people just lost their fucking shit but no yeah. it, it is Armoured Core well, the, the, it is the a Armoured Core the, game the, the, the guy yeah Miyazaki the, the, mm. the Soulsborne guy is also the Armored Core guy, yes, and he said did. multiple times how much he wants to go back and do Armored Core again. Yeah, so exactly. if that guy goes back and does Armored Core again, 
I like there are going to be a bunch of FromSoft people that buy that game and play it and then realize it's not what they're looking for. Yeah, that's no, fine. Not at all. But, yeah. But I'm glad this I thing exists. I do, I do not want the FromSoft level hype fucking train for a game that then people play and they're like, this isn't fucking Dark Souls. You're like, no, you're not. It's, it's not it's Dark Souls. Core. That's like, the whole yeah. fucking point. Is the that whole point not, is that it's not. It's a FromSoft yeah. game I might actually play. We'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. I, I, every generation, every new generation of consoles that comes out, like a lot of people are like, oh, I wonder how round the wheels are going to be in the driving game. For me, it's like, yeah. how much of a complicated mech can you make on this new hardware? Like, show me I, how many bits you can put on this fucking mech. The first, the first person every single time there's a game thing that comes out with mechs, and the first person I go and see to, on Twitter is Austin Walker. Yep. And Austin Walker was busy losing his fucking mind yep. because I saw that trailer and I went to his Twitter feed and all it was was him in all capitals saying, I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, did you see the, the... He's not okay. Did but, you see yeah. his music recut of the trailer? I did, yes. That was yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's good. I um, can I can imagine him doing that in his in his house, like yeah, for sure. to himself. Yeah, I imagine he has that ready to go at any particular moment. Just that sure. Song, yeah, yeah probably totally. be true. There's for like any a, cool mech thing that ever yeah, comes up. There's like a Premiere Pro template just set up, just ready to drop in a trailer. Just the, to, the, the Austin Walker yeah. button that you have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, mech game gets released, hit the Austin Walker button. Exactly. And, yeah. Um yeah, I I will follow what that game is. Um, yeah, for sure. Like, I'd, I'd be interested. And then, is there actually any details about it? Because I'm just reading the "Here's everything that no, happened." No, of course thing. not. It's a FromSoft game. They don't talk about their video games before they're out. It's first new release in a decade, over a decade. Um, okay, there's some there's some NPR stuff. Um, game experience based on the Met game know-how from software cultivated over 25 years developing games. Uh, oh, but now introducing groundbreaking gameplay found in the developer's recent action games. So they are taking I'm some sure. Dark yeah. Souls from it, take I some of it. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not saying it's going to be like an Armored Core game, like it was in the PS2, or oh, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it'll be like it'll be closer to that than a Dark Souls game. That's I mean, cool. there you go. Uh, Armored Core Six players will be able to freely move through massive three-dimensional environments with rapid maneuverability while experiencing visceral vehicular combat. So that's a, sure, already yeah. a different tone. Um, yeah. game design fulfilling progression system massive bosses uh, yeah okay there you go players will recognize the sense of satisfaction and achievement when they overcome a difficult situation and relish momentary victory like that's just Dark Souls' tagline basically at this point right so y- yeah definitely like Dark taking- Souls has the Dark Souls has like the whole like or the thing that people claim to like is like the the, the well written world and like the sense yeah. of the discovering a story and stuff like that and i just don't know what that's like in armor so can we just very can we just very briefly also final fantasy 16 i have no frame of reference for that game sure that that game that game has the combat for final fantasy 15 which was great yeah and the expanded magic system which is cool and then summon fights that look like a fighting game like that's i'm i'm all over that that sounds great to me um so that was all the games. Then there's the meta stuff on top of it, which was like Christopher Judge's first speech where he got Never played off. Speech, yeah, he got played off. It, I mean, fucking great speech, and also like seemed like he tailored the speech as the music started coming in to play him off, where he like escalated and like it felt like it was planned almost. But yeah, I was I that was really good. Um, yeah. The yeah we talked I said about Animal um, fucking. Elden Ring winning best narrative is one of the dumbest things I think I've ever seen. Like genuinely, even considering the other things were up for that category, like 
there isn't a narrative in Elden Ring. There's writing. <laughs> there, yeah. There's a lot of text in Elden Ring. I do not call that a narrative. Anyway, but that's just me. Um, did you see the, 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 the Steam Deck giveaway stuff? That was pretty good. I, I, the, the first one that I, I looked at, I had my Steam on like in the background just in yeah, case yeah. or whatever, but like the first time I looked at it, it was like, congratulations, Milf Hunter. Yeah, I was like, so okay, well, that was literally, still... so for people who didn't see it, um, if you're watching the Game Awards through Steam, Valve were doing a competition where they were giving away a Steam Deck every minute for like three hours in the middle or whatever it was. And they switched it on just after Christopher Judge's speech happened. Mm. So they switched on in the first minute and they were doing like Twitch style notifications that came down. It's like a Steam Deck has been won by X. And like, like literally the first one that came down, it was the first winner. It was like a Steam Deck has been won by MILF Hunter. You're <laughs> just like fucking great. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Awesome. 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 Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It was, it was, it was fun to watch that stuff. And especially because of the weird D3 this year, like it was good to have a, 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 a yeah, it's, small it's block nice of cool thing, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that. Um, let's. Hmm, I'm just looking at time. Yeah, okay. Um, I'll briefly talk about some stuff, and then we'll go into Midnight Sun. I assume where you can talk a little bit about what you've been playing with uh, that. Yeah, Midnight um, Sun and a bit of uh, Dark Tide as well. I need to talk. Oh yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, so I mean, most of my stuff is is kind of um is catch up thing like finish Signalis. Um, I played Somerville. Uh, there's a video about that going up that should be up by the time this goes up. Um, where you can see my my thoughts about that game. Um, the short answer of like, it's good with some pretty major caveats, and I'd probably recommend yeah. it as a game uh, game pass, a game pass thing. Um, I've played like two hours of uh, Ixion, which came out mm. like dropped randomly, which I'd forgotten that it was coming out, which I'm still very excited about. Now I'm looking forward to play more. It's like a city builder. Um, like a sci-fi city builder on a space, on a a space, space station, station. Yeah. really just fucking excellent concept for a story as well. Like, I think I talked this bit as briefly in the demo, but the the whole concept is that you're doing like you're working for a very kind of Elon Musk style company where it's just like um, the Balian Dolores, I think is the main the the guy's name, and he's just out there like doing his whole like we need to say it so. Earth's fucked because, of course, it is. Um, and this company is like privately funding research to build a space station to go out into into space to re- recolonize somewhere else. And you're in charge of the space station. And the whole tutorial is basically you um, getting the station ready for like a test jump for their like hyperspace equivalent. I can't remember what it's called Vol Drive. Can't remember. Um, so you're setting up the station and like getting your initial workers like homes and set up your factory and getting your stockpiles and all this stuff ready and building on the outside of the, the station and all this kind of stuff, building the wall drive and all this kind of stuff. Um, and you finish the tutorial and it's like, okay, hit the button to do your first hyperspace jump and um, you hit the button and it does a really cool, like, their vision of hyperspace is super cool. It feels like it's like like a reality warping thing where like they hit the button and it jumps into a thing which is like they look like strands of other worlds that you can, or like other things. That's how you travel through space and time at the sure. same time and all that kind of stuff. Um, you do that and then it, you jump through and it warps and you're, you're fine. And then it cuts back to um, FMV from a like handheld camera um, on earth. And it's the, the big like fucking festival looking thing for people watching this, this like, 
um, historic event of this thing doing a warp jump, right? And you see it in the distance, and he's got like they do like a whole video beforehand of this guy just pontificating about how the world's fucked, and if we all work together, we can say like really well produced. Like you would believe this comes out of fucking SpaceX or something yeah. like that. It's really really yeah. good. Um, and then they do the countdown on all these big screens. It's like three, two, one, fucking thing warps, but it fucks up and takes a chunk of the moon with it. Because it's, it's, it's in the orbit of the moon to do its jump. Jesus. And it warps and it just like, it warps and there's this giant fucking explosion and it comes back and the moon's just in like 17 pieces and like everyone oh, is God. running screaming and it's like, and you don't know, right? Because you've just jumped. So then at, very briefly before I switched it off, I was like, okay, so what happens immediately after that? Because that was the extent of the demo that I played was just that section. Because um, your whole point was you're supposed to test the warp jump, check everything works and then warp back again. Um, and you warp back again and it's like there's nothing coming from earth and also all of our clocks seem out of sync and uh there's no response from earth at all and what the fuck happened to the moon and then i just stopped at that point i was like okay yeah, yeah, cool yeah. excellent um but yeah so i, I want to get into that i feel like there's something else i was playing and i cannot fucking remember what it was um oh yeah and then just like continuing with god of war i am like yep. 20 something hours into that game i think at this point um, I was about ready to put it down, honestly, like, or not put it down, or just like wait till after Christmas to make like fill up the rest of my backlog to just see what it was like. Um, and then the point in that game where like the second big batch of um Odin stuff, like where Odin reappears, sure. Uh, I don't know if you've got to that bit yet. I haven't. No. Okay. He appears back and becomes a significant part of like the 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 minute to minute. Um, story that brought me back in, because um, I was like, "There's a, there's a, there's a section, the power, the power of good writing, good yeah, acting, totally." Like yeah. But the, also, there's a whole section before that where it really did feel like it was padding. Like, there's a section with um, Agraboda, that's her name, right? Um, Agraboda, yeah, yes, um, where it's just Atreus and and her. Um, yeah, I actually quite liked that. I, I liked it. Was a cool it. Aside. Like, I did like it, yeah. but it felt like it just went on for. A it went while. on too long. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's a lot of that stuff. Like a lot of the core concept of those sections are really good, but they just go on for so long, and it just felt like it was. And there was a couple of sections like that on the lead up to this, where it's just like, okay, fucking get through it, right? Fine. Um, and then this stuff kicked in, and I was like, oh, okay, you're actually doing something super interesting here, and all of these performances yeah. are fucking stellar. And I, okay, yeah, I'm back in. I'm back in. Um, I'm so, probably not that far away from you then because yeah, I'm probably like not. just after the anger both of stuff. Oh no! So. so there's probably like there's a whole other Kratos section after that, and then yeah, I'm, I'm like part way through that. Like yeah, that's okay. The, yeah. Then yeah, you're not you're not hugely far behind. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm back on board, so I'm definitely gonna definitely gonna finish that thing. Um, yeah, I think it was everything. It was a lot of kind of kind of catching up stuff. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk about Dark Tides and then we'll go to a break and then we'll do Midnight Suns because I've got yeah, a bunch sure. of questions like, uh, about that. Uh, there's um I I can be quick with Dark Tide. So Dark Tide is the the new game by Fat Shark, who are the people that originally made Left 4 Dead. Um and they made a Left 4 Dead game that's set in the 40k universe. Um it's set in the midst the midst of a Imperium planet that is going through the Dark Tide, which is just a chaos invasion, basically, specifically like a Nurgle invasion. Um you play a prisoner of the Inquisition that then gets sprung from prison accidentally and then gets put to work as a Inquisition uh, lackey, basically. They don't treat you very well because the Inquisition are shit. 
um, but they are like shocking. You out to, they send you out to try and deal with the problems of the dark tide, um, and you kind of have to prove yourself and stuff like that. But yeah, it's it's a Left 4 Dead game. It's incredibly similar to Vermintide, uh, where you have four different characters. You have a veteran guardsman from the uh, Adeptus Militarum. You have an Ogryn who's also from the Adeptus Militarum, who's like the big bulky ogre dude. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a zealot who is a fanatic of the Inquisition that just cares a lot about the Emperor and hitting people really hard, and a psyker who everybody is scared of. Um, all the characters have their own individual, like, unique skill that they do. So the psyker has their head burst ability, where if they like channel on a character, they just kill it instantly, like their head explodes. Yeah. Um, the veterans have a thing where they outline elite enemies, so like your chargers and your flamers and like all these things get highlighted and stuff. So they all have their own unique playstyle and things that they do. It feels um, very. It feels like it's tuned particularly well that it does like require team because like obviously the psyker's entire job is to like one shot specials, right? Like, like that's the yeah, whole yeah. thing. But then, well, their their main their main thing is about so the. All, all their skills like channel into their like unique because it's it's the same as Vermintide where every character has like a feet tree so yeah. you can do like a build and stuff like that and the the psyker's ability is to keep their warp charges up so every time they kill yes. someone they get a charge and if they can get to four or six later with an extra feet um they get an increase in damage every i think it's every charge is three percent so like a damage get, buff like, a yeah, yeah. so if you if you basically have to keep your charge up so that you then if a big guy comes along can channel your headburst on them and kind of pop them in one go but also, otherwise it takes like a couple of goes but but also if yeah. you overstack you die instantly right yeah so it still, it still has the same thing from vermintide that the bright wizard did where it's 40k so it's still it's it's you're communing with the warp so you'll go through perils which is the same as the tabletop game yeah which if you hit 100 percent, you explode that's yep. the that yep. is the same thing as it was in vermintide uh but you can manage it really well you've got like the thing that has is that so the, the psyker can pop heads but their like unique active skill is like a big shout that knocks people out but yeah. also gives you 50% of your quell back so you can like go you can raid the line really well and then quell it all and then keep going it's right, right there's right. a the, the psyker is a lot of like push and pull style gameplay because you're doing a lot of like head bursting and quelling and then shouting at people to then head burst more and stuff it's fun it's, the psyker is the one that I've been playing the most um but everyone has their own unique thing that they do so like the the zealot gets access to like unique melee weapons because they're all about like just running in and hitting people with melee weapons super hard sure so they yeah, get yeah. like two-handed chain axes and force hammers and stuff like that the veteran is the same but for ranged weapons like they're the only ones that can use like plasma guns and bolters and like all that stuff god um, i saw a clip of the bolters in that game and they just look yeah they look fucking dangerous know, everyone i know that plays veteran main is like you don't understand what it's like to play the bolter like the bolter is like the most satisfying thing because it's yeah. just like this chunky it's weird because like humans shouldn't be able to use bolters but exactly. these guys are just like yeah so like they, for, they, for people don't know 40k yeah. lore like the bolter is like the standard weapon of the space marines and it's essentially yeah. like a like rapid fire rocket launcher basically yeah. right like it just fires yep. these giant shells that are explosive and you just want yeah. there was a clip that i saw i think it was from i think it was part of a trailer or something like that but it's just like just unloading into this group and every single one of them just like red mists every it single is, time they yeah. hit so they, they're they're unique the bolter and the plasma gun which is like two of their unique weapons the bolter is like insane for clearing because all the shots explode so it's just like these crowds just get turned to mints because they have a bolter yep. 
but the the plasma gun is like your one shot special killer because it is like your right. heavy weapon. But you have to sit and like charge it so it right, like, charges right, right. and then lets go. Uh, but it also has like this weird shotgun blast mode where it just turns things to mist in front of you. Excellent. So they have a lot of fun. And the ogren is like your beef, so it gets access to like shields and stuff. So it just like kind of holds the line. But my friend that plays ogren, they have access to uh, twin link heavy stubber, which is just like oh, a wow a fucking like an MG that they can hold in their hand. Yep. And he's just like, yeah, I don't know why anybody wouldn't use this. Like, it's so much fun and it's incredible. I, th- I think that was the thing um, where, like, when even when I played the beta with a bunch of people, like, I think everyone who settled on their class was like, I don't know why anyone would play any other class. And everyone said mm. that separately about their own class. And I was like, yeah, okay, this is going to be... This well, is- I, said, I was playing with my friend last night and he was playing his ogre and it was just like, you've got no idea how satisfying the heavy slubber yeah. is. And I was like, dude, I kill things in one click. Like, I'm pretty satisfied. Like, I'm uh, yeah. fine. And I, like, I was playing as the... the um veteran is that the, that's the one with the, the yeah. gun focused one right yeah. yeah yeah um i was playing as that and i was like i've got a fucking las gun that can do s- stupid damage and i can just focus in and like i was having a great time and everyone i was playing with was having a good time with the thing they were doing yeah once the, char- f- the characters are all really well built and unique so everything feels really good cool, and their feats are all really good as well so once we'd figured out the purpose of the psyker that their entire job mm. is like for us to call out the heavies mm-hmm. and for them to just pop them like once we'd figured that you out i was like okay yeah excellent this, you shouldn't need to call out for the psyker like the psyker just knows and just does it like totally but, the... but the thing about but so like the again the kind of merging of uh feats there like the the veterans special to start with hi, like specifically highlights specials right so you mm-hmm. can at that point go fuck there's stuff in the distance that they can focus on because they I don't, yeah that that it, kind of that stuff helps the 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 veteran psyker combo helps because when you yeah. highlight it it's easier to channel on it as exactly well, that's what i'm saying the like the, yeah that's the kind of stuff where they all kind of merge together but yeah it i'm interested I, I am really interested in that game but i don't have a consistent enough group that would play it that it feels like you need to yeah, put the time it, in well playing solo is like fine as well like people are bad at it but like people are bad at every game so it's not that bad <laughs> sure but like if you have a if you have a consistent group it's way more fun yeah um, exactly the so the other things that it's got is um it's got the vermintide thing of there's like it's not fully in the game yet but there's there's crafting for weapons and the weapons all have like unique traits and yeah they they, they, they do the thing that it's like every weapon has like a type a modifier and a manufacturer and that affects like the stat oh yeah right okay um got you so if, if you're you're looking for specific things for specific classes you like you have this like list of things that you have to worry about cool. it's currently in a weird state where it used to be in in vermintide that you just look for the biggest number and you're like okay that's fine but the biggest number in dark tide isn't always the best because right. they have they all have individual stats and traits and stuff like that, which are, the traits are important, but the stats are like weird percent number stuff. There is, I sat and watched a 25 minute video of a guy <laughs> breaking down how damage works in Dark Tide. It oh, makes, okay. It is ridiculous how much, how the, 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 <laughs> okay. the calculations and stuff that go into that stuff. So they are changing it to be like flat numbers eventually, but that's coming in like the future. Because uh, so everybody, it, every, everybody looks at weapons right now and are just like, I don't fucking know. Like yeah. this is way too complicated, so they're going to try and make it simpler. Um, so um, yeah, speaking of future, I, I again, this is pure just stuff I've heard. Like, how is it technically for you at the minute? I've heard about crashes and like so weird glitches and stuff. In 
in in pre-order beta, it was awful. It crashed right. like every other game and was really terrible to play. Because it's release, it's been a lot more stable. Right. Because um, there's a period of time, I only have, like, like if a you couple pre-order... of crashes, but yeah. yeah, there's a period of time like the pre-order part of it was like you got like a well, we early access or whatever it was two to weeks, like yeah. two weeks to like the quote-unquote final game, but it kind of yeah. said it felt like it more like a final beta yeah. almost. It was it was it was rough. Like it right. was crashing a lot. Since release, it's cra- It still crashes a couple of times, but it's not anywhere near as bad. It's a lot right. more playable now. Okay. Um, the game also like runs a lot smoother since beta and stuff like that. Like cool. it just the 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 I don't know how they did it, but from the the difference between the beta that happened way before and the pre-release beta, the game felt a lot better to play. Yeah, I remember like you the, saying the, that, yeah. The gunplay felt better and the melee felt better and stuff like that. It's just the game was technically a mess, but now that it's been released, they're they're fixing it a lot more. So yeah. it's, it is generally better. I mean, that, um, a lot of that case, a lot of that is um, like the nature of, of game production, right? Where like, if you're going to put a beta out that you want a bunch of people to play, you have to lock the content at that point, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. reasonably early on, so like yeah. the, the stuff you were getting for that original beta was probably like, in terms of like functionality and code, was probably like two months before that, where they locked that down to get to ready for the beta and then continue developing while they were polishing the beta. So that jump is not hugely surprising, but it's cool that they got there, um, and it sounds like they're they're actively working on it and and all that kind of stuff, which is good. Excellent. Yeah um the only other thing is that like so they, they, there's also like more missions and more varied objectives and stuff like that now so there's but the, it feels a lot better because you're doing more things instead of just looping the same thing over and over again yeah uh last night i was playing with friends and we were just doing like quick play or whatever we weren't picking missions and i had a mission that was like special modifier is that the lights are out so there's no electricity oh, so okay it, it's like dark so you need like torches on your guns and stuff like sure, that sure sure um it was that, and we went up against, I think it was five demon hosts, which are like, they're like witches, basically. They, yeah, yeah. they, they sit idle, and if you activate them, they hunt you down and kill two people and then leave. That's the, the whole point of them. So every single fucking corner we went through, it was pitch black, and every other room basically had like a demon host in it. So it was the like tensest, weirdest, <laughs> scariest thing you've ever seen. It was, it was really satisfying because we did it. But yeah. it was fucking terrifying at the time. Um, cool. So the game, the game has a lot of variety, and it feels really good to play. Like it, it's a, it's a really cool thing. I'd recommend yeah. it. Yeah. But it is if it's anything like Vermintide, it will get a lot better with time. Yeah. Like yeah. They will make totally. updates to the system. They really, like that. they it'll really do better. seem like they they support their stuff really super well. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe I will pick it up and just do some solo, see how it feels. I just, I really like. It's the, fun. Like a, I like it's really the cool. It's a fun game. Cool. Um. So we'll cut to break and then we'll come back with, with yep. a little bit more. Um, I swear I had music for last time when I said like, oh, it's your choice. But um, I've forgotten completely what it was and I looked up stuff I'd bought and I couldn't see a soundtrack in there. So who knows? So in when one of the things I said about the Game Awards is that the actual awards part of it, I think, is kind of a joke at this point. Like I say, Elden Ring winning yeah. Best Narrative made me physically angry. Um, but I think the other thing that got, that um, got overshadowed, like God of War, seems pretty good. Is it six awards or whatever got good? Considering yeah. some of the stuff that was up there, um, I don't know. But like best narrative, like Citizen Sleeper was up there, and it got completely overshadowed by fucking Elden Ring. Like fine, of course it did because 
It didn't even. People. It didn't even win best debut. Yeah, like, that was the sad thing. Yeah, and the other one that I think that got overshadowed completely was like Neon White was up for like three awards or something like that and got yeah, none of them. Well. Yeah, none of them. Yeah. So in honor of that, I'm doing another track from the Neon White soundtrack because yep, I was really pissed off actually that it got there. Um, so this is Cloud Nine from the the Neon White soundtrack, uh, and we'll be back with a little bit more news and some Midnight Sun discussion right after this. from the Neon White soundtrack check the post link so you can pick that up and you should go play that game because it was wrong mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned yep it's a very good game um, Midnight Suns the new game yes. from Paraxis the yes. XCOM people um, yep one of the more confusing games in the run up to it where I was like oh cool the XCOM people are doing like a Marvel thing Marvel XCOM yep. sounds great and then the previews and reviews came out it was like Yo, this ain't XCOM. So XCOM, yeah. In my in my best um, uh, video game media person voice. So what is Midnight Suns? Midnight Suns is <laughs> a is very Fire Emblem Three Houses. It is a tactical combat game with an attached dating sim stroke social simulator. Cool. Um, can I bone so, blade? Is that a thing I can do? No, explicitly not. <laughs> okay. I'll get into that. I was half but, joking, um, but okay, cool. So the game focuses around uh, a new, brand new original character to the Marvel Universe that they just call the Hunter. Yep. Uh, is the son or daughter, depending on character creation, of uh, Lilith, who is like the queen of hell, sort yep. of, in the Marvel Universe. Um, it's complicated. Yeah, I'm uh, sure. She... She gets brought back to life by Hydra and starts doing bizarre hell shit. Um, so people, specifically Doctor Strange and the caretaker, who is Lilith's sister, bring the hunter back to life, who was the person that killed her the first time, like three, like thousands of years ago, and then got put into like a a deep magic sleep. Uh, so gets brought back to life. Uh, by Doctor Strange and Special Magic and is sent out to unify a bunch of people to stop Lilith. That is the, that is the, the basis of the story. Gotcha. Um, is you're overseen by the, the Midnight Suns who are a group of people in the Marvel Universe who deal with specifically watching Lilith and keeping, keeping tabs on her and then dealing with any sort of mystical threat that comes up based on that. And this is a um, this is a pre-existing group like this is a fictional yeah, this so already a, exists. There is a there is a Midnight Suns arc in like the mid two thousands or something like that. There's oh, some cool. characters okay. that, that there's some characters that were in it and there's some characters that are not because they they didn't want to. So sure. you you can, I'll I'll list off and you can tell me the ones that you recognize. Okay. Right? So there's Blade, which you know because sure. it's Blade. Uh, Doctor Strange, who sure. No. Yep. Uh, Iron Man. Yep. Who obviously you know. Yep. Uh, Spider Man. Who okay. you know. Yep. Which Spider Man is Marvel? It? Which Spider Man is, is it? Peter Parker. Is Peter Parker. Peter Parker? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'll get back to that. But yeah. okay. 
Captain Marvel, who you do yep, know. Sure. Uh, Ghost Rider, who you sure. might know. Which I yeah. forgot was a Marvel character. I, for some reason yeah. in my head, was like, that's a DC person, right? No. 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 Ghost Rider is explicitly, this is, this is the... Oh. The button that stops me recording. Uh, okay. You can just keep going. And am I recording again? Did I hit the button? I am. Yep. Sorry, continue. Okay. So this is the the fourth Ghost Rider. This is Robbie Reyes, who is like a, a young Latino like family guy who's like his parents died and he has to look after his brother and stuff like that, but he's also now the Ghost of Vengeance. Okay. Um, cool character. Like legitimately cool character. Cool to see that they used Robbie Reyes and not like Johnny Blaze or somebody else boring for Ghost Rider. Sure. Um, Magic. Do you know who that is? That there's a character just called Magic. Yeah, M I M A G I K Magic. Nope, uh, no idea. Eliana Rasputin, who is uh, Colossus from the X Men's sister. Um, oh, okay, that's a lot. Okay, sure. Yeah, yep. She is the the kind of like the princess and caretaker of Limbo, which is the kind of realm in between realms, hell zones. Oh god, we're going so far away from my knowledge now. We're so yeah, far. Okay, we're really, yep. oh, just you wait. We're not even okay. Done yet. Cool. Um, She's really cool. Her whole thing is about like making portals and stuff like that. She's really cool. She's cool. A, a really interesting character in the whole Marvel universe, but yeah, it's cool okay. to see her in a video game because you don't see her very often. Cool. Um, Nico Minoru, who is give me, a give me fucking a character name. bizarre pull. Sister Grimm? Nope. <laughs> yeah. Nope. So she is, yeah, she's explicitly a Midnight Suns character. She's been, she's not used very, a lot, but she is cool. She's a blood witch who has this thing called the Staff of One, which is a a staff that channels her blood magic that she so uses her own blood to cast spells, but uses incantations, so words. Okay. But the Staff of One has a rule that you can't, you can't, you can cast spells more than once, but they have to be of different iterations. So you can't use the same words more than once. Oh, so okay. So you can try and do the same thing more than once, but you have to do it in different ways. She's an interesting character. She, Nico Minori, she's not used a lot, but she's really interesting. She was the leader of, like, the Runaways, who were, like, this other oh, yeah, weird... Yeah. Um, just her standing people. there just her standing there with her staff and a thesaurus just trying to figure out other words for kill like, it's, it, it's really weird well no because it's not like English words right it's oh, like weird okay, right, magic sure. words so you, you have to you. say it in different ways makes um, sense I'm trying to see it. I'm trying to see if there's different who who else who am I missing uh, that's it so there, there there are talks of other characters as well that they've brought up sure. Captain America um, okay. like he's gonna turn up at some point I assume okay. but those are your bases. So you do get the weirder magic char- Marvel characters, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like I said, the game's split up into two things, where there is the, much like Fire Emblem Three Houses, there is the active combat thing, and there is the, the Abbey life stuff. Right. So, the main reason it's not XCOM, so I'll go into the gameplay, because yeah, this is the thing. This is the bit I'm, I'm super interested, because I, I have read a bunch of previews and reviews, and I'm still not entirely sure what the fuck the combat actually is. I know there's mm. cards, and I know it's not XCOM. That's the extent of my yes. knowledge. So XCOM, there was a lot of... Because it is, like, your human v. alien ragtag resistance yeah. against oppressor-style thing, Yep, it's a lot of very methodical moving around and cover and tactical and positioning and all mm. that stuff. Marvel Midnight Suns, because it's superheroes, superheroes don't take cover and superheroes don't miss. 
So superheroes don't miss is a hundred percent a t-shirt that somebody is selling right well, now. Great, it's, it, it, but it, it's true. Like, like nobody's right. ever yeah, yeah. like yeah, like you're not going to get Doctor Strange is not like thrown a spell and missed someone. Yeah, like he's not got a thirty percent chance to hit. Like they hit yeah. every time. So yeah, all of the all of the variants that people love or hate in XCOM yeah. uh, is gone. Right. If you do something, it's going to happen. That okay. is that is the thing. Um, and there's no cover because right fucking iron man doesn't take cover he's fucking iron man iron is man. cover yeah exactly um, so the combat in the game is based around decks of cards that you build for each hero that okay. then get put in they get then get put together you bring three heroes in each mission and then all their cards that you build the deck for get mashed into one big deck and that's right. that's what you use to play these cards have three different abilities or three different uses that are attacks skills and heroics so attacks are attacks they are hitting the enemy mm-hmm. uh they can do different they have different modifiers on them that are things like knockback which is like you push the guy when you hit them mm-hmm. uh and like quick and stuff like that where every so every round you have three card plays so you can play three cards mm-hmm. there are modifiers on cards that say you get a card play back if you kill someone with this gotcha. that's called quick and there is like there's other things that are like that means that you can like if you play one card you can play another card there are basically ways you have three instances of going i'm playing this card right but there are ways around the fact that you're only playing three cards right you can sure get cards back you can draw cards there are ways around it standard um, deck building shit yeah standard deck building stuff makes it really interesting because it makes it that's that's where your tactical aspect is coming in is like how best do i use these cards mm-hmm. in the most efficient way yep um so your attacks to that your skills are skills so they are support things they are like Iron Man flying up in the air and like marking a target with his like nanobots or yep. Nico Minoru using her blood magic to buff a guy or whatever it is is a skill. And then heroics, which are your big attacks, which all of your normal attacks build something called heroism, which is a unique resource. Mm-hmm. Heroic cards spend heroism to do big actions. Gotcha. So there's a lot of you punching the little hydra dudes to then build up your heroism to do a big attack on the bigger hydra dude or like the the super villain that's in the the mm-hmm. fight or whatever it is so it's a very you're you're still being methodical but it's a lot of like build your little attacks to then expand to do your big attack that's kind gotcha. of how the whole thing works okay um and that's 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 generally how the combat works so is got, so is there no so is positioning not a thing like there's no grid you're moving around on so positioning positioning is a thing only as it relates to the attack that you're doing so right. when a thing has knockback it is knockback from the thing from the thing you're knocking back in the direction that your character is facing so if right. i'm facing you direct it's going to go in a cone behind you mm-hmm. but if i come at you from your left side it's going to go in a cone on your right side if that makes sense so like so for so, so for xcom like you would have like you have two actions and you can move like movement as an action how does that work mm-hmm. in cards like do you flank if so, you wanted to flank someone for instance or your the actions that you can do at a turn you have three card plays yep. you have two redraws which is basically you oh, okay. picking a card in your hand and saying Got i you. don't want this draw something else yeah yeah uh and one move right which okay. is a you move a character that's okay. it. anywhere it can move it so you can position yourself based on that gotcha, gotcha. and the okay. combat is a lot of the 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 tactical aspect of it is not just like how best do you use these cards it is like a lot of the stuff has like knockback or some environmental thing so it's a Mm -hmm. lot of like you 
knocking a guy into another guy for more damage or like into a bit of the scenery to like stun him or like something like that mm-hmm. um that's where the tactical aspect of it comes in is like how efficiently can i use these cards to deal the most damage in an, any tactical way because it's all about well that person's next to this person so i can knock them back over there or i could push this guy somewhere else to get this like environmental effect or it feels very it, it feels very um into the breach more than than yeah other that's, stuff. that's probably a good that's that's a good way of thinking about it just right. without the time mechanic yeah, but yeah, yeah it's a lot of like how how best can i set this up to do yes, the most damage exactly. and it's like okay. that that's that's how it works cool. so like the, the the example that i can give you is like the so i use i use magic a lot because i find they're really interesting she has mm-hmm. a move that is like in a big aoe pull everybody into the middle right so you can get a big group of people and pull them into the middle and that could be like you can pull them under an environmental effect like a uh a bit of like what's the word concrete like swinging on a uh oh like an environmental can, like, thing okay you can like cool. yeah you can like knock it down to like deal a bunch of damage in a big aoe or like an explosive barrel or something like that, that you can knock someone into to make it explode and then deal any aoe damage cool um there's a bunch of that the enemies also have things that obviously that they can do against you so like there's big there's big shield dudes that have if they hit you with the shield they stun you which or daze you which is different to stun stun is like you don't get a turn Days is like you can't do anything with that character without doing some actions first. So if you oh, have okay. like days two, you have to play two cards for that person to then wake up and be able to use their cards again. Right. Um they have like that, they have like sniper people that can like mark your targets and stuff like that. So it's it's a very it's still a very tactical experience. It's still a lot of like thinking and positioning. It's just very different to XCOM. It's not a lot of like methodical moving these guys up and like inch by inch and inch it's a lot of it's heroism right it is go beat up the bad guys so you're doing a lot of like punching little hydra dudes that all die in one hit that then build up your heroism to do your big punch on the big villain so they're they're replicating Um, the flow of like of like a marvel movie right they're doing the that they're trying to replicate that flow of a fight okay cool yeah so that's that that that's the tactical aspect and it is it's super super good like the the gameplay is really cool like the the deck building's really fun and the how everything interacts together is really good and it is like it, it's very heroic feeling like you're right. still you're doing the whole like running up and punching a dude and having him die and the whole kapow thing and then like right. pulling guys into other guys you feel very especially like people like and the the way that the decks are built they feel very individual to the character right so mm-hmm. there is a lot of like spider-man has a lot of acrobatic moves where he is like hitting multiple dudes at once and jumping around the battlefield and stuff like that cool uh hellrider because hellrider is such a weird character his thing is all about like pushing and pulling people into like hell like hell things that he makes right and then like chaining people down and then he just has a big move where he summons his car and drives over a bunch of people excellent um good which is great uh, the 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 one that I like the most, or the most like character reflective one, is like um, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. So he obviously a lot of his stuff is tech based. So it's a lot of like sure do hand blast and stuff like that. But his big move is um, it's just called aerial assault, which is he can like target a bunch of people and deal deal damage to a bunch of people. But the number of people you can target is based on how many Iron Man cards you're holding in your hand. Uh, so okay. 
Tony Stark is Tony Stark, so he care he is like this massive egotist, obviously. Nice. So I playing Iron Man is a lot of like drawing Iron Man cards and then expanding it in this big flourish of hey look I'm Iron Man aren't I so cool excellent um, okay yeah yeah it's really really cool so all the yeah all the decks feel really unique and good to the character and stuff like that it's it's it's, it's really good it is is super good cool. um then the other half of it is the Abbey Life stuff mm-hmm. where this is your dating sim yeah, this is your this is it's your your dating sim XCOM hive thing because it still has the XCOM stuff of like you still have stuff where you can build items that then you can use in combat mm-hmm. you upgrade your your cards through like special essences it's like this unique resource that yeah, yeah. then you like upgrade cards that make the better that then go into your deck and that only works when you've got duplicates so you can spend duplicates to like make the better um you've got training and stuff which is like you're the, the hunter then does like personal sparring with some person that then gives them a combat boost but then also mm. increases your friendship level which is the dating sim of it that i'll get to in a second um the yeah and there's like hero ops which are like little side missions that people can go on to get resources and stuff it's still very xcom base buildy style thing it feels like um god what was the spin-off chimera squad like kind of it sounds like it's got a lot of the mechanics from that because they had stuff like yes you would send like specific characters off to do stuff and yeah, and also if you're actually interacting with them. Squad, yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Um so then you get to the the friendship part of it mm-hmm. where so the your the whole Midnight Suns as a squad have a friendship level, which is like how familiar are you with every member of the squad? And right. that all feeds into like a bigger number that then as your squad is closer knit, they do more stuff in combat or have more benefit or whatever. Right. It is. Yeah. Um, and every character has like a unique passive that upgrades as you become more familiar with them as well, so they become individually better in combat. It is so weird, this part of the game is <laughs> okay. so strange, because, so like, all the friendship stuff is you obviously talking to people about their problems and stuff like that, which is is fine, is okay, it is written exactly how you expect a marvel property to be written where it's all kind of like fun jokey stuff and everybody's sure. cracking wise and like all that stuff and and that's that's fine i don't have a problem with that the problem i have with it is that one all of these characters that are in this game are the most vanilla by the book version of that character that you could find right it okay. is it is Peter Parker who went on a school field trip and got bit by a spider because he was trying to impress MJ. Yep. It is Iron Man who got a thing lodged in his heart because and then needed to build the magnet thing to keep him alive. It is Blade who was born by a woman that got bit by a vampire. It is the most like textbook Earth 616 version of these characters that you can find. Right. And with the entirety of the MCU and how into Marvel people are now, that shit is boring. It is... Yeah. You could you could have done something really cool where everybody has like weird ties to the the hell magic or like done an individual story or just pick someone new, pick someone that's not in this and done like a weird thing where someone else is Iron Man or there's a different Spider Man or whatever. Yeah. So it's kind of boring to sit and talk to these people when you know them all already. Mm-hmm. Like it's not 
You, Again, you're, that's outside information, but it's sure, still, you're sure, not, sure. There, there are no surprises. Like, nothing is, is shocking when you're talking to these people. But also, like, this, um, this style of game from this developer, you're going to have to be at least interested in Marvel a bit to pick this no, up, course, right? So, but, like, you're yeah, not going to get course, anything the, from these stories if they're, they're no, the simplest versions of them. Yeah. No, exactly. Well, like, the... The stories themselves are kind of what you'd expect from those characters, but that's yeah, because yeah. those characters are so vanilla. Like, it's just right, right. those characters. Um, the other things is, so, when you talk to them, <sighs> this is really weird. Okay. The, when you talk to them as the hunter, you have the opportunity to do, like, what's called hangouts, which are, like, various different locations and, like, activities that you do. Sure. And it, Gives you more friendship XP if you pick the right activity for the person and give them gifts and stuff. It's the usual dating sim stuff. Wow, straight up VN stuff, huh? Okay. Yeah, like sure. give them gifts and they'll like you and all that stuff. So Wow, okay. When you sure. talk to the, when you talk to them, I really don't like this. When okay. you talk to them, every conversation that you have with them is about it's talking about them as a character and that's fine, but it always reflects back on how much that character fucking loves the hunter and really how how cool the hunter is and how amazing it is that they're like 300 years old but they're like 20 something because they've been brought back to life and it's amazing that oh god you're in the modern world but you're adjusting to this so well and you're so good in combat and you know so much about this lily stuff aren't you great you're the best hunter i love you it is so dull and it is it gets really tedious about how much everybody in the Midlight Suns loves the Hunter. <laughs> okay. It is it's so weird. Like, there is no friction, like, ever. Like, the only friction you get is there's, like, a light-dark mechanic that is, like, you can say things that are very heroic and you get light points or slightly brooding and you get dark points. And that affects, like, some abilities that you have and, like, some stuff you can do. Oh, it's not really okay. that go, important. Go, but, you, go you. but, like, even if you do stuff like magic, for example, is because she is like the daughter of Limbo, is quite a dark character. Sure. And has a lot of like inner turmoil that she's dealing with. If you do light stuff to her, like you say, like everything's going to be okay, magic, like we're doing the yeah, best yeah, that yeah. we can, she'll have a line where it's like, you're a bit too positive for this. I don't know about that. And then the next line of dialogue will still be like, oh yeah, but thanks, you know, you're still great and everything, yeah, 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 but like, yeah. you know, it's it's just, it gets so, I I, I don't understand it. Like, the, the interesting thing about hero teams is that when you get conflict and friction and stuff like that, this has none of it. Everybody <laughs> fucking loves the hunter and wants to be their best friend, but like I get it like I, I sort of understand where it's like people want to go in the Marvel Wars they, they want to be friends with Spider-Man right like you want to of go course. and yeah, be yeah, exactly. hang out with Peter Parker and like do that stuff but like so many people just fawning over this character is is tiring and, and it's, it's especially and especially it's these people boring. especially these people like you said like like Tony Stark's whole thing is like his like narcissism and all that yeah, right yeah. like the idea that he would be like oh you're so c-. it's just not a character trait that you would expect from him or something it's you'd like, have yeah, to really work for right yeah they're all like they're all like a bit different but like th- like Tony Stark's one is like he he understands and respects you like where you're coming from yeah yeah but all of it still feeds into everybody thinks the hunter's really fucking cool like Weird. that's uh, okay it's, huh. it, it is very it is so 
I wrote this Marvel original character and lo- and put them into my fan fiction, and now oh, look how think- everybody loves this character. Oh, you th- like, it's like a like a fanfic OC style. Yeah, You're that's right, the thing okay. that I get. I get the read from. Interesting. Like, okay. Sure. Nobody, nobody on Earth would write a character like this and have everybody love them instantly and think they're cool and want to be their friend at all times. Gotcha. I get it because it is like there is there is like a minor side story of like you've got all these characters that are Avengers and you've got the Midnight Suns, like the original Midnight Suns mm. that have been put together into one team, and the Midnight Suns because they are like weird runaway characters are all like yeah cool like we want friends we want people together and like all that stuff so they they actively want to be your friend Mm -hmm. and the the avengers are like you're useful so we will be your friend because you understand lilith and you're the only one that can kill her but there is like and there's like a minor story of like the midnight suns being like what the fuck are these avenger guys doing here they're taking over they're trying to run this place like what the fuck oh right yeah yeah. gets diffused instantly when the hunter turns along and it's just like guys can we not just all work together and everybody's like okay hunter you're the best like we'll do it for you okay it's uh it's just infuriating like it's so sad okay fair enough um and then the third thing that also doesn't make any sense everybody in this squad fawns over the hunter thinks of the best wants to be their friend mm-hmm. none of the relationships ever develop into an actual relationship everything is platonic like oh okay right you get no romance you get nothing like it is it is superheroes don't fuck like that is the, <laughs> the, the, the blanket statement that this game is telling you is I that get, I if get, you're a superhero i get supremely annoyed when you say sentences that i can't use as an episode title and I know superheroes I'm don't sorry, fuck but like, is up there. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Like, it's, it's, what, it's what that game is telling you because there's like a side story of like Blade having a crush on Captain Marvel. Right. And like stuff like that doesn't, not from what I've seen, I've played that game for like 20 hours. From what I've seen, doesn't fucking go anywhere. Like, well, I and, and all the and all these people that desperately want to talk to the hunter at any given opportunity, none of them express an interest in you. As anything but, wow, you're a really cool guy. Like that's it, huh? Um, well, I mean, I, it's I assume, just a bit weird. Like, I mean, this is the it, this is the traditional. I mean, this is the same problem that Star Wars has a lot, right? Where like the brand guidelines must kick in pretty early at this point. We are like, I no, guess, yeah. if you have an officially licensed product, you cannot do X, Y, and Z, right? Like, despite, but like, there's the. The the sad thing is that like there there is stuff like that in like the MC like Wanda and Vision have sure, like yeah, a yeah. relationship. Yeah, yeah. You don't see them like fuck or anything <laughs> like that, but it you it but you it's an established see, they have relationship. A relationship yeah, and yeah. it's a thing. And like um who's the other one? Like like Thor has like his like Valkyrie girlfriend. Sure, and, like, yeah, yeah. Black Widow and Bruce Banner have their thing. Like there is but, a lot of like implied But they're all very chaste, right? They're all very yeah. like like brand appropriate relationships yeah yeah. brand appropriate this has nothing like you don't get anything you don't even get you don't get like a chastened look or like anything like that you get zero like people are super happy to just be your friend and that's all they want like that's it which is just which is it's it's fine and i get it but it's like in, in a game where half the game is the social relationship stuff it's it is a it is a normal human thing for social relationships to develop into romantic ones. Totally, and also so is, like because yeah. one of the I mean like I I take a lot of the criticisms very very well about like the nature of like if you go back to like like the more Japanese 
uh, visual novel stuff, right? Where every relationship yeah, yeah, yeah. is a uh uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a like a objective, right? It's a thing you can do. Yeah, if you yeah, do X, yeah. Y, and Z, you'll get the relationship bonus, or what, or you'll get that relationship, blah blah. And like, I get yeah. the the narrative um, problems with that for sure. But and I, I also appreciate that there's a visual novel style stuff where you can do that, and I, I could see that being a being okay, where it is like a very platonic, like we are just building a but. The fact that they call it like a relationship meter or like a friendship meter, like it does. Friendship meter, yeah. It's not just like if it was just the relationship it was like team cohesion or something like that. Like you could see that narratively making more sense, right? Where the whole thing is like you need to work better as, together as people. But the idea that it's individual relationship meters, yeah, that that never go beyond like anything other than aren't you awesome? You're really cool, yeah. And especially when it's that larger focus of the game, it's yeah, weird. Very strange. And there's like, so there's okay. like there's other there's other stuff in the abbey. Like the abbey is like a big open area, right. and it has like puzzles and side stories and stuff like that. And they are they are cool and interesting. Like the puzzles are pretty good. They're mm-hmm. they're neat. And there's like challenge fights to do and stuff. There there's stuff in the abbey that's cool. But like the large focus of the abbey stuff is the relationship thing. And while it is like it, it, it's cool to have this like interaction that feeds into game mechanic thing because it increases their passives and sure. gives them different cards and stuff it just it never gets over isn't the hunter the coolest thing ever weird and that's it that's all it gets to it's just strange yeah it's like and i i, I don't mind it it just every so often in the back of my head it's just kind of like uh, it's a bit it just feels weird. unnatural like, right yeah 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 but um, so yeah that that that's the thing to know about the Abbey stuff. the The gameplay more than makes up for it because the okay. gameplay is super cool. fun and really interesting and cool and has a lot of like mechanical depth that feeds back into the Abbey stuff and like it, cool. there, there's a lot of cohesion there and it's really cool. But no going in that it's not one. It's not XCOM and two. You have to do the relationship stuff for gameplay benefit and it yeah. will be a bit weird. Okay, that's that's kind of it. That's fair. Um... Yeah. Cool. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, the thing I, I again, I, I heard about a bunch of people talking about this, either maybe with some inter- internal knowledge or not. I don't know, but like, you have to imagine. Well, one of the things apparently is like, if I remember the story correctly, and I can't remember where I heard it, but like, Marvel came to them and was like, "Hey, do you want to make this? You do this kind of stuff. Would you like to make a game?" Yeah, and like they jumped on it because, like, yeah, of course you do, but like. You have to imagine that if that didn't exist, how does this now affect whatever XCOM 3 is, right? Which undeniably mm. is going to happen at some point, right? What parts of this do you take into XCOM 3? And in an ideal world, my hope would be that it really expands the narrative part of those games. Because like, if you're playing XCOM 2, 2 specifically is the one that jumps to mind because it's the one I've played the most, like if you're just playing a new game of that thing, like there are definitely these checkpoints narratively of like, here's the next big thing that you need to do and we'll see you for more story in seven hours, right? Yeah. It would be yeah. nice if they could add some more narrative guidance or like side stuff or even like a more advanced version of like a relationship stuff well, into that game. It could be interesting, right? But the worry would... It could would... be, but it'd be, it's difficult to pull off, right? Because oh yeah, the for sure. characters aren't characters. They're just... Exactly. They're... And the, whatever they, skill you give them they succeeded a little bit in chimera squad like i think they got kind of there with some of it and some of those relationships are interesting and like there's a lot of yeah sure. there's some stuff in there but like again, when those they, are set characters exactly like, that's, that's, a, that's yeah. what i'm saying yeah um so it would be interesting but i think my worry at this point more is that like 
could you get away with an XCOM 3 that takes more of the mechanics from this game? Like, for me, probably not. It's not what I want they're, from that game. Yeah, but, they're very different. Like, yeah. the, I don't think I don't think you would take mechanics from this game. I would hope not because they're very different. But. I would hope not. But you have to imagine yeah. that. Like, I wonder how much of this is built off of like prototypes they're playing with for three and stuff like that. Um, oh sure. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, I'm I'm glad this thing's I'm glad this thing's cool. I I I hope it's a separate thread from the XCOM yeah, team. Yeah, I, I can I can only imagine it would be because yeah. it would be was, weird uh, as a XCOM yeah. game. I was listening to um, Patrick Klepek was talking about it at Waypoint specifically about this because they interviewed um, some of the guys at Firaxis specifically about this, um, and it sounds like what they were saying is like that studio is becoming a two team studio where they've got like they've got like a bunch of the team who really really wants to do XCOM stuff, and there's a bunch of the yeah. team that would that wants to do this kind of stuff and like different things. Which is that, oh, sure. that, yeah, that's sure that's ideal. Fine. That's kind of what you want. You want the XCOM guys to do XCOM stuff, and you want the non-XCOM guys to do other cool stuff like this. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll see. I'm glad that game's good. Uh, I'm glad that game's good, and I'm glad that it it does interesting enough stuff that um, yeah. it warrants its own its own thing. I will get around to it eventually, but I'm okay just letting you letting you go with that for now. Yeah. Um, like as, a, as a Marvel fan, it's it's yeah, yeah, pretty totally. in, it's cool and stuff. It's just yeah. I wish they'd done st- stuff More with that was it. a bit different. Yeah, yeah. cool. Like I, I I like like obviously I like I like Peter Parker as much as the next guy, but like could have even have done Miles and it would have been more interesting right. like there's, there's there's other stuff you could have done there's yeah, more yeah. interesting Iron Man like it, yeah it's just cool. weird um, so there's nothing else there's a couple of couple of quick news stories that we want to hit um, before we leave um, there was again just like god Yuji Naka continues to have a hell of a time <laughs> um, went to jail for insider trading Left jail and I was back in jail for Re- insider trading again on a different thing. <laughs> at at VGC, VGC News on Twitter, former Sonic team head Yuji Naka has reportedly been re-arrested, a term you yeah. don't see that very that often, as I suspect in a different Square Enix insider trading investigation, this time related to a Final Fantasy game. It's exactly the yeah. same story as the last one we talked when we talked about last time. Um yeah. where again this from- time it, it's the it's the the, bat, the mobile battle royale, right? Was that uh, yeah, so I, this is from, again, the VGC article. According to Asashi, it's claimed that Naka was made aware of Square's plans to develop uh, on the Final Fantasy Mobile, yes, the Final Fantasy Mobile game with a team yeah. prior to its official announcement. Naka would then reportedly purchase 120,000 shares in the company with a total, at the total price of around $843,000. Like, that's Jesus, a lot of yeah. fucking money. That's a lot of um, money. And then, yeah, it was alleged at the time of his first arrest that he was implicated in a similar scheme surrounding the mobile Dragon Quest game, which was the same thing. And at that point, it was only uh, $20,000. So, big jump. But yeah, man. Yuji Naka, calm, calm down. <laughs> Jesus. Um, there was the announcement that uh, Microsoft is bringing Call of Duty to Nintendo consoles for a 10-year commitment. Um, and there's kind of two sides to this story, right? Where um, this is Phil Spencer's uh, on on Twitter. Um, Microsoft has entered into a ten year commitment to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo following the merger of Microsoft and Activision Blizzard King. Microsoft is committed to helping more, helping bring more games to more people, however they choose to play. I'm also pleased to confirm that Microsoft is committed to continue to offer Call of Duty on Steam simultaneously to Xbox as we have after we've closed the merger with ABK. So I think that's kind of how you have to read this news more than like, oh, that's cool that. Call of Duty is coming to mobile. Uh, it's coming to 
to Switch or Nintendo consoles, um, there's a lot of work that Microsoft are having, Microsoft and ABK, to be honest, are having to do to get this merger through. Because, I mean, there's another story, I, I didn't write it down, but there's another story that like the FTC might actually be stepping in on this merger, okay, like actually sure. properly. So they have to be on monopoly grounds, on like. Um, yeah, this will cause a monopoly. Yeah. yeah, or like just like power, like that's a huge thing to happen. So them going, no, please don't stop this deal from happening. We're not becoming a monopoly because look, we're putting our largest franchise on Nintendo platforms. Like that's how I, that's how I'm reading this story anyway, because like you're not going to, I, I don't see that. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like I imagine if you play Call of Duty, you're not, you have something else that's not a switch. Like, I don't know what this gives yeah, you. I assume so. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. Weird. Um, <laughs> The Days Gone stuff has just got real. Fucking hell, I man. cannot. So John Garvin, um, who's the um, the director and writer of Days Gone, the PS4 game, PS5 game from last year, yeah. right? Um, uh, two years ago, I think, but I can't yeah. remember. So he was interviewed like was last year. Yeah. So he 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 um he got an interview. Oh God, three years ago it was twenty nineteen. Really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, he got interviewed um, and asked, and somebody then followed up on the interview on Twitter, which was like a fan asked why he thought, again from the VGC article, um, in response to a fan asking why he thought the post-apocalyptic PS4 biker game didn't get more praise when it was first released in 2019. And then I'm just going to read directly from the tweet here, which I have to now look at from the article because the tweet is gone. Spoilers for what's about to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, three three reasons Garvin replied one uh, technical issues like bugs streaming and frame rate accurate sure two fair. it had reviewers who couldn't be bothered to actually play the game mm, I don't, don't know, know that what one. that means because yeah. the reviews I read were like yeah this game does the same thing for the whole 30 hours of its runtime, so people yeah. probably gave it more credit than it was due but sure and then number three it had woke reviewers who couldn't handle a gruff white biker looking at his date's ass. Yeah. What the fuck, dude? Like, that character was a non-character as far as I could yeah. tell from, like, he was, like, generic white dude. I think... The only, just, yeah, the only thing that he had going for him was that he was a shithead. Like, yeah. That was the, like, he was yeah. a rebel on a bike with a leather jacket. And I'm like, generic yeah. white dude characters are what video games are built on. So, like, what the fuck are you talking about? And also, like... Yeah. You couldn't handle a gruff white biker looking at his date's ass. That has to be, like, in my head, that has to be a reference to that line that everyone was taking the piss of in every review I saw, which was like, it was like the flashback sequence to his wife when to their when they were getting married, and like one of her vows to him is that like, I hope you ride me as hard as you ride your bike. And I was like, yep, yeah, top tier triple A right in there. Yeah, Congratulations, really like really good writing that only the woke people hate. Exactly, the, like yeah. it's immediately triggered by by that um i just i can't i don't know how you get that like the amount of self-denial in that statement i know is I know. just wild um i mean it's fine because like he's had to delete the tweet and the company that made days gone is like yeah he doesn't speak so, for yeah. us he's so basically yeah. so so he became twitter's villain of the day that day and was just like and then eventually the tweet disappeared and then ben studio put out their own text image post on their thing that was like 
we don't agree with anything that was said here. Like, we respect everyone. Oh, God, please, shit, no. Um, but, and this, this is a follow on from like, a, but the, this guy appears to just do this every now and then and just drop stuff without much justification. Where, like, um, again, from the VGC article, uh, do, 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 do. Last year, Garvin spoke to game designer David Jaffe again on his, on Jaffe's YouTube great. show. Yeah, great another guy person, you want to go talk to. Another yeah. person that has totally not got a bunch of issues around them. Um, would he claim the reason it sold poorly was because not enough people bought it at full price? But like that game, what? Because okay. people. How waited, does that make any sense? Because people waited for it to go on sale and then bought it, and I was like, you were putting out a sixty quid at the time game that wasn't. That was like metacriting it at like seventy nine or something like that. Yeah, so like, it wasn't yeah, great. Yeah, like people are gonna wait for a bit. Um, where's that original quote? Like, yeah, this quote is just like this quote is just so salty. It's so weird. This is a quote from the the, the David Jaffe interview. I'm just saying you uh, uh, don't complain if a game doesn't get a sequel if it wasn't supported at launch. Garvin replied. It's like God of War got whatever number millions of sales at launch and you know Days Gone didn't. I'm just speaking for me personally as a developer. I don't work for Sony. I don't know what those numbers are. I can tell you that when we were doing Siphon Filter Dark Mirror on PSP, a game that I'd forgotten existed, we got so fucked yep. on Dark Mirror because piracy was a thing and Sony wasn't Sony wasn't really caught up on what piracy was doing to sales. A thing that, by the way, has been like disproven multiple times by multiple different studies that piracy does not affect sales and it does not yeah. affect revenue in the same way that these people seem to think it is um so i think the uptake engagement with the game is not as important as did you buy the game at full price because if you did then that's supporting the developers directly so it's like i don't know what you're trying to do with that like if a bunch of people like you know like basically like the game was a solid six seven out of ten and then you can't then be mad that not everyone bought it at full price because like six seven out of ten for a 60 quid game is like yeah you wait for it to drop a little bit and then get it yeah like I, you wait for a sale that's yeah. how this works right like i don't jesus anyway yeah um and then great little stinger at the end of this which i think vgc are really good at in these articles um is um the the, the end of these articles that usually are like filling some gaps about who these people are and what the company is and all this good stuff the last paragraph in this article Garvin is now leading Ashfall, which is described as the first true Web3 AAA title for PC, console, and the, yeah. the header network, which is a blockchain, which uses, quote, native energy efficient cryptocurrency. So, yep. you know, yep. take from that what you will. Um, and then the last thing I've got here, and I might need you to fill me in on some of this because I was trying to piece it together myself and I just don't think yeah. I have the background knowledge. What the fuck mm -hmm. happened to the Smash World Tour? Oh God! So, um, so I got it's, it's. I don't pay attention to professional Smash, okay. so I don't. I don't have the background okay. for this. So my 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 rundown basically went. So uh, I've the thing I've pinned here, and the thing that'll be in the show notes is the official statement from Smash World Tour. So Smash World Tour is a well respected Smash tournament that focuses on melee. Yeah. Right, that's their yes, their yeah. their their whole thing. Basically, they put up a tweet that was accompanying this this medium post that was like, "Hey, we're having to cancel." The 2022 Smash World Tour. Smash World Tour, yeah. And it is like, it's almost at the finals, right? Like, this was like, we're not going to be able to complete the tour, basically, right? Like, it was the semis yeah, or the finals much. were coming up pretty soon. Yeah. 
So again, from the Medium Parkle, with an unbelievable heavy heart, we must announce that both the upcoming Smash World Tour championships as well as the 2023 Smash World Tour must be cancelled. Without any warning, we received notice the night before thanks. The night before Thanksgiving from Nintendo that we could no longer operate. This was especially shocking given our discourse with Nintendo for the past 12 months. Since then, we have been working around the clock to take the proper steps logistically as well as to prepare the statement with proper legal guidance. And there's this very long medium post that goes into a bunch of the detail and I've tried to work through as much as I can. But basically, it seems like what happened was... Um, so Nintendo, like we've talked about on here many, many times, Nintendo don't are very... Um, cease and desist heavy with their their brands right well, they will speci- well, I mean, after- specifically against smash like specifically they, against smash, yeah they actively gutted melee as a tournament thing yeah. like officially like did, did, said we are not supporting this this is not a thing yeah because like the i think the word internally i can't remember where i read this so maybe mm-hmm. take it with a pinch of salt the word internally is that they they, they see smash as like a party game like it's not yeah it's not a serious fighting game that is meant to be played at like a high level. Even though it has like the mechanics and stuff behind it, yeah. they don't see it that way. Yes. So they don't officially support or condone any like any any official tournaments or they don't give prize money and stuff like that. They went out of their way in the pandemic to cease and desist a bunch of tournaments that were using like online melee play yes because one they they don't they don't officially support melee as a tournament so all they did was went in and then say well cease and desist you're using our game code in the wrong way yeah and that's because that was it like that because obviously professional melee over the pandemic like they just couldn't play because because obviously melee melee is like old enough game where it doesn't have online play but you can hack around yeah. it with like some iso tweaks and like yes. fake vpns yeah. and stuff there's like a, that there, yeah. there's a whole way of doing it that yeah. they they did and then nintendo just killed it so like melee tournaments just did not happen over the pandemic because nintendo were just like no yeah. that was it um and also it. like uh, the other thing that i think contributed to that and again i uh, this was speculation on behalf of, of people who were in the know but like especially later on once um ultimate that was the last game right yeah ultimate once That's ultimate came out and people were still like actually we're going to continue to play melee because it has different mechanics and all that kind of stuff like that really arced on that it was cutting yeah. into like all like but now we're having to manage two smash games the, and the, it's weird and the the melee scene and the ultimate scene are very different. I know that yeah, much. They're like, very they different are, games. They have different, they have different players and they're different games. And, yeah. But they're still both like well regarded and liked by the people that play them. So Yeah. So so essentially what happened was so Smash World Tour has kind of just like operated on its own for a while without Nintendo support. And specifically like Nintendo does offer like or for, for Smash, they do specifically offer like a like officially licensed thing. But it involves a bunch of like branding and specifically um, like code of conduct stuff that is very, yeah, very yeah, strict yeah. because it's Nintendo. And Smash World Tour were just like, no, nah, we don't want any of that. So what they did for this year's tournament was they did reach out and started a conversation that was like, hey, how can we do this in a way that benefits the both? And apparently this conversation would be going on for a long time. Uh, they tried to get a bunch of stuff settled while the tournament was happening and maybe get it settled for 2023 so they can actually get this going. And essentially what happened was over the course of like the last six months or four to six months, they basically like Nintendo just stopped talking to them and kind of, they were, they were taking a long time to respond to stuff and they were trying to get there and, and all this kind of stuff. Um, so, so stuff like, um, where was the thing? Uh, so in November, 2021, Nintendo contacted us to jump on a call with a few folks in their team, including a representative from their legal team. 
We truly thought we might be getting shut down given the fact they had now just licensed a competing circuit and a partner in Panda, and we'll get back to Panda yeah. in a second. Um, yep. Once we joined the call, we were very surprised to hear the opposite. And they reached out to us to let us know they've been watching us build over the years and wanted to see if we were interested in working with them or pursuing a license as well. We made it clear that the Panda partnership was not exclusive and it said, quote, not gone unnoticed that we had not fr- infringed on the IP regarding game modifications and it represented Nintendo's values as well. So basically that's them saying like, because one of the, again, the thing about over the pandemic was because they were modifying game codes, they get real touchy about IP and, and all that kind of stuff. But Smash World Tour is played in person with real hardware. Yes. So yep. that's, so they were like, yeah, that's, the, that's, that's the cool Smash, that we're doing that. The Smash Melee scene is the only people in the world keeping the CRT market alive. Like, exactly. It's all right. Smash players. Yeah. Um, again, from the article, they made it clear that game modifications were the primary concern in regards to, quote, coming down on events, which also made sense to us, giving their enforcement over the past few years in that regard. Um, so they started these conversations in November 2021 seemed very promising they were starting to get along this thing when they could get like yes you're good go yeah um they continued talks from december into march um they were being straightforward transparent and direct and answering our questions we also began filing de- finalized details of the 2022 smash world tour with various tournament organizers around the world this time with more confidence than ever um however we quickly found that many organizers were concerned about joining up in 2022 they had been told they told us that they'd been told by alan the ceo and co-founder of panda that we're going to get shut down and we're not coming back in 2022. So they're having conversation with Nintendo that says, yeah, we want this to happen and we'll work on it and we'll get yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, they're hearing from people that they're trying to organize with that this other group, Panda, who we'll talk about in a second, was saying, now nah, these guys aren't going to be around anymore. You shouldn't sign up with them. Um, so Panda is this other group that are doing tournaments and our t- tournament group. Um, yeah. And they are officially they're TOs, licensed. They're yeah. organizers. And they are partnered with Nintendo. They are officially licensed. Um, and like I said, they, they, Nintendo said to them, the Panda thing's not exclusive. They have just gone through the same process we're trying to get you through. They're just there. And basically what was happening in the background is... Oh, while sorry, these... my food is here. Oh yeah, go for it, go for it. Sorry about that. That's cool. Um, so they had submitted and they were waiting on all this to happen in April. Um, meanwhile, it seems like the people behind the Panda Cup were going around saying, don't worry about them. They won't be around for much longer. You should sign up with us. And like, I can see how you end up in that situation where like putting on a tournament like this is expensive, right? And like, yeah. requires a lot of planning, a lot of forward planning. So if you're the, somebody- the the one thing that is universal in the FGC and any game that you play is that you have to always be thankful for and be willing to help your TO. 
exactly. They do a lot. Putting on those putting on those events is hard. Yeah, like but before, during, and after. So yep. yeah, the 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 to job is difficult. So yeah. Oh, is. for sure. Um, and also in the lead up to that, like there was there was rumors or not rumors, like there was an implied, or it seems like there was an implied like exclusivity thing where like if you signed up for the Panda Cup, you couldn't sign up for Smash World Tour at the same time. But then Nintendo clear clarified that. So there's a bunch of stuff going on, and then basically. In on May 26, 2022, the Panda Cup got announced, the, the official thing. Yep. And as soon as that got announced, all the conversations with Nintendo basically stopped or got severely slowed down um, in regards to their, their conversations with Smash World Tour. A bunch of stuff was in the process and it just kind of stopped. Um, they pushed back announcements to try and get this official final signature done, got no response for, for anything. And then eventually they just gave up and went, right, we're just going to have to announce then. Announced in August. Um, there was a little bit more back and forth and then basically immediately before um, Thanksgiving they basically said um, no it's not happening um, so the, the, the only time they were able to reconvene after a while was November seven months after the original application um, and then they basically said yeah it was, it's not going to happen and also you can't do it in the future they basically pulled it um, sure. So there's a lot of stuff going on in there, a lot of like Nintendo stuff, a lot of like it sounds like the Panda team were being complete pricks about it, um, and they just can't. There's nothing they can do at this point. Like it's not worth. They've already lost a lot of money because they now can't do their finals, and they'd already like yeah, like plane tickets and accommodations and venues and all this kind of stuff, and that's all just fucking gone now. Um, and they're just like, well, we can't put on 2023, right? Because we we can't put a bunch more money into it for us only to get immediately shut down. Um, yeah, it's wild. I I recommend people look at this whole um, media yeah. Post. The whole the whole thing is really interesting. It's really well laid out, and it shows the exact. Um, it shows their, and the interesting thing as well with this is it shows their entire side of the story. Like here's everything we had. Here's everything we did. Yeah. Here's all our dates. Nintendo don't comment on this stuff. Like they just don't because they don't need to. No, nope. because they're Nintendo. So yeah. we'll never know. So we'll never get their side of the story here. I don't think because also like whether that's true or not. I feel like it's Nintendo's. Um, opinion that most of their customer base don't care which is like proportionally is probably true right like proportionally the people who care about a melee tournament being shut down is a smaller part of this so anything they would put mm. that would make them look even remotely bad they're just not going to answer questions because they don't need to right and like yeah. they just they just turn away journalists and say like well we're not commenting because fuck you we're nintendo like that's yeah. really the, the thing for this it just sounds like it's shay, and it's especially like when they did it. At what point they didn't even let them finish twenty twenty two? That's just that's insane. Like it feels like um, it just feels like there was zero conversation between parts of Nintendo and like uh, and yeah, for sure, a bunch of fuckery. It's just it, it sucks. It just really really sucks. Um, yeah, that's everything I've got here, and we should probably just wrap up there. Um. Site stuff, we put up a video for Signalis, which is up. Uh, also, the video for Somerville that we did will be up by the time you hear this. Um, and that's probably us for the end of the year, I think. I think from here, yeah, we're kind of so. in Christmas break. We will be doing our 2022 Fireside Chat again at yes. some point, um, which will probably yep. come out, my guess, will be January at this point. Um, so, yeah. And then video games don't start up again until like middle of January, end of January. So yeah that'd make a good time for us to to, to come back um 
Do you have anything specifically you're looking to do over over the Christmas break? Anything you want to get your teeth into more? Or? I am gonna. I am going to. Well, I'm gonna build my Lego BD one that's been sitting of there course. for ages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Specifically there for over Christmas, and I'm going to play through all the Pentiment. That is my Pentiment. That was the other thing we haven't yeah. got into Pentiment yet, but you need more time. Because I haven't. Like, yeah, I totally. haven't had any time. Um, yeah, yeah. My plan. My plan is I have a lot of time break over christmas so, and pentiment apparently is only like 10 hours long so i'm just gonna try and cool. play it as much as i can excellent um i think i'm gonna put obviously i want to get through the rest of god of war just to kind of see it and also um yeah that's the other thing i'm gonna do as well yeah more. and just like work through it because I've, I've kind of cleaned out my backlog like, i've seen everything i think i want to see at this point um yeah like Callisto project was going to be a big chunk of my time but then that game turned out to not be that great so i'm just not yeah i'll deal with that when it's on sale somewhere um, I'll like I do every year. I'll probably start up another XCOM two game, like just because people were talking about Night Suns, and I was like, yeah, I should get back to that. Or I might actually this year I might actually do um Camera Squad and get back because they've patched that game a whole bunch since since launch. So I might get I mean, back yeah, into I hope it and see. It up. Yeah. Um, see how that goes. See how that plays on a Steam Deck. I don't. I've, I've never played that game with a controller before, so I don't mm, know. We'll see how that goes. Probably fine. They're probably yeah. fine. Um, but yeah, so. I hope everyone has a good Christmas and New Year, and we will mm-hmm. see you in tw- fucking 2023, the future of fucking flying cars and jetpacks and yep, video games and video games. So yeah, enjoy whatever you're playing, stay safe, and we will see you in the new year. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.